after an MBA and many years in the corporate world. She did a complete 180 and now reveals your innate purpose, special gifts, and blind spots, then guides you into the inspired meaning, passion, and fulfillment you crave in life and work. She is a master scientific hand analyst and purpose and law of attraction coach. She has been featured in a Forbes article, and she now helps leaders, business owners, and managers love their lives and their work. When not doing her purpose work, she can be found out on the trail riding her beautiful Arabian Appaloosa horse, Darby, or eating dark chocolate. Firecrackers, please welcome Jane. Welcome to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. I'm Isabel, your host and founder and firebrand of The Uprising Spark, a digital platform that offers life coaching products and services for modern, independent, child-free women. Our aim is to build a strong female community and to connect empowered women around the globe. So Jane, you are a master scientific hand analyst. Correct. I yes, want to know what that is. So <laughs> I see all these hands behind on your wall. I, I mean, yeah. as soon as I saw them, I was like, wow. So I want to hear all about that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, it's, that's so, it's so beyond cool. Um, I found it looking for my purpose. So I'm MBA corporate background and had three different careers prior to this successful. But every time I'd hit a wall where I was just kind of bored and unfulfilled and I knew there was something else, you know, it was like something was missing, but I just couldn't figure it out. And at least for me, career coaches didn't do the trick and reading all the right books didn't work. And um, I found scientific hand analysis Googling for how do I find my life purpose? And um, eventually, I mean, I tried other things too. It led me, you know, that those search terms led me different directions, but finally found a headline for, this is after a few months, for um, a teleseminar and it read, discover your innate life purpose. And I was like, <gasps> because I knew that the articulation of my purpose was what I was missing. So I was so excited. I clicked that link and the first words I saw were hand analysis. Oh, I was so disappointed because my mind immediately went to palm reading, Yeah, right? Like probably half a year, at least half of your audience just did. And I get it. And I was really disappointed. Um, I read another sentence or two and then I saw the word scientific. So that one word kind of gave my anal MBA skepticism permission to listen to this teleseminar. So I did. And it was pretty credible. I really wanted my purpose. I got a scientific hand analysis done and it changed my life. Now that was even before I knew I wanted to be a hand analyst. But Isabel, it answered so many questions, even ones I didn't know I had. It was like, oh my God, no wonder that worked. And no, no wonder that didn't work. And no wonder I liked that. And no wonder I didn't like that. And I mean, my mind was just like, bing, 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 firing all over the place. And I knew if I took action on the information, and that's one of the things I love about it is that it's actionable, that I would find my way. 
and get the right help and be led to the right people and doors would open and I'd get clarity. And that's exactly what happened. And within a few months, I was like, oh my God, if I was so inspired and on fire before I even knew what to do with the purpose that this work gave me, that's how I want to make people feel. So I started studying it and have been for, I don't know, well, I studied for five straight years. So I've been doing it for eight. So I am as highly certified as you can get. I teach it now. I'm a master, which is just the sheer number that I've done. And um, that's why I'm a master scientific hand analyst, because of how it impacted me and how it impacts consistently my clients. And I've done, I don't know, I, I, I forget, I stopped counting, but somewhere between 2,500 and 3,000. And wow. um, it's life-changing. You know, it identifies your innate life purpose, how you're meant to make a difference in the world. and the gifts you have to help you do that and the blind spots that trip you up in all aspects of your life. In other words, where to take action. And Isabel, very few people are surprised to hear their blind spots. They're like, oh yeah, that's me. Um, But what they don't know is how much it's impacting them 360. Right. So that was a very long answer to your question. But that's in a nutshell what it is, and then I can go into a lot more detail if you'd like. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah, the first thing that I that came into mind when I read that sentence was also like palmistry. And I love yeah. all the woo stuff. I am also... You it's, do. I'm, it's funny because I'm, I also have like that really structured mindset that you say... Logical, analytical. Yes, yeah. I, I was also in corporate for many years. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, I've always believed in you know the unexplained, the paranormal, the yeah. the non scientific, the um, spiritual. So uh, if it's not like palmistry, then what does it resemble to then? Well, it is. I mean, it looks like palmistry, and some of the languaging and some of the names of some of the markings are the same. The big difference is that it's not predictive. Palm reading gets put in the fortune telling category and this is not predictive. The lines in your hands actually mimic the neural pathways in your brain. Now I'm as woo woo as they get, but interesting, this work is not metaphysical. Um, It is scientific and anybody can learn it. So it does not depend on the intuitive level of the analyst. And some palm readers call themselves hand analysts. So you have to be careful if you really want scientific hand analysis. Um, But the gentleman that created this database spent 40 years, talk about anal, um, (laughs) analyzing over 30,000 hands. Now that's more subjects than any FDA approved drug has ever been tested on. So it's very reliable and so accurate that Forbes wrote about it. And that was not a paid for, searched out article. I met the reporter at a conference Mm -hmm. and did a little mini reading for her. And it blew her mind like it always does. And she said, if you do a full analysis for me and for this guy I'm thinking about collaborating with, who's big name in the internet marketing world, and Tell if you do one for both of us and tell us what we need to watch out for working together and who should be doing which aspects of the project, and it makes sense to me, I'll write an article that was written 
almost six years ago. Wow. That's really so it's the real deal. That's really interesting. And there's corporate aspects too. So this science is, is new, is it? How, I mean, how long ago was it um, studied? Well, no, it's been, I mean, this, this work, this neuroscientific work has been going now for 25 years. I mean, the neural pathways have always been there. Discovering them in the hands, you know, putting this database together, it took him 40 years. Um, and we're still making little changes to it. But by the way, he wrote a book about it, or at least about the fingerprint part of it, which is a very big part of it. And the foreword to his book was written by a neurosurgeon from Stanford who's since retired, but um, because that neurosurgeon was using scientific hand analysis with his patients. It's, it's, it's like the words that clients use is shockingly accurate, freaky. They use the word freaky a lot. You know, this is freaky. How could you know that about me? I'm like, it's in your hands. I know, but how does, you know, it's like, it's pretty cool. Okay. So let's rewind a little bit in time. Um, okay. What was, what was it that pushed you to look for that life purpose? Okay. So I started looking during my second career, hitting that wall again, because I didn't know what else to do. Couldn't find anything. Went ahead and started a third career, started a professional speaking business, actually. Lasted for 20 years, but after about, and the reason it lasted longer than my other careers, I realized after I got my hand analysis was because it was closer to purpose than the other two. But I don't know what, what the year was, let's say somewhere between 13 and 15 years, I hit that same wall again and I was just getting really bored and wasn't motivated to create new topics or new workshops. And as my heart pulled away from the business, so did the revenue. But I didn't want to invest in it like with a business coach or anything because I didn't want to do it anymore. But I didn't know what else to do. So I was just in this downward spiral. And um, both of my parents passed away within three months of each other. And that was a real wake-up call, a cosmic two before. Um, and it just was like, hey, life is short. Quit farting around and figure this out. That's when I started Googling, how do I find my life purpose? What do you mean? Because I've heard you say this twice or three times already. What okay. is hitting a wall? Because I like the, the imagery of that, but I really want yeah. to understand from your perspective what it means. Okay. For me, it means not liking where I am and not knowing where to go. Feeling really stuck. And I felt bored and unfulfilled. I didn't have enough meaning in my life. You know, people are craving meaning now, Isabel. That's what gives them joy and fulfillment. Not money, not a nice house, nothing. It's meaning where they're contributing and, and leaving a legacy. Um, so my walls look like, I don't know where to go from here, but this ain't it. I understand. So more than a wall, it's like a box. Doesn't that feel like Yeah, that? yeah. Like you, yeah. Like you can't really like, you can't see where you are exactly. You don't know how to open it. And you're like, okay. Yep. It's yeah. like where I am is not working and I don't know how to get out of it. Mm. Yeah, no, I completely understand the feeling. I've had yeah, it too. Good question. This is very interesting because I've, I mean, in my case was similar. You know, I worked in, in corporate for a very long time and I also felt, for me, the word is stuck, you know, yeah. like feeling stuck. Like when you're in a, 
in a quicksand pond, put your foot in, you're trying yeah. to get it out and you can't. Oh. Um, but this, <laughs> exactly. But at the same time, sometimes, and I've, I've seen this in many people, and, I'm, and maybe it was your case too, even though you're feeling stuck and you're like feeling you're in the wrong place and there's something that is still lacking, you're earning enough money to live a comfortable life. So people are just like, eh, you know, I'm, I'm rather doing this and living comfortably than, you know, just being out there trying to find whatever it is I need to do and starving or whatever, you know, people just like that safe area. So yep. my question would be, you've been on it, you've felt what that is. Yep. And what would your advice be for somebody who right now is feeling stuck in that moment and also safe in that safe place, but won't let go because they're scared? I will guarantee them they will regret it. So, you know, what you're describing is sometimes referred to as the golden handcuffs. You know, they feel comfortable, they feel secure, but they are miserable and not happy. And that will only increase. The fear comes from possible change. Everybody's afraid of change. And stepping into purpose does require change. Now, you know, I do a lot of purpose coaching. You know, most of my business is coaching and it does not always require quitting your job, um, but it does require change. It could be asking for another position, bringing in different projects, doing some things on the side. But stepping into purpose, I tell people it's like stepping off a cliff. Could be a little cliff, could be a great big cliff. Well, that's scary, but you got to trust that the parachute will open and it will, but you will pee your pants on the way down right? Because it's scary. <laughs> yeah. But we all have laundry, right? <laughs> and, you know, once you know that you're at that wall or in that box or something's missing, that's only going to grow. And God, spirit, source, universe, whatever your word is for the higher power is going to keep poking you. And the pokes are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger until you take action. That's what I would tell them. I love that. Completely agree with that. That's awesome. You're listening to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. So you're child-free too? Yes. Well, I have two cats and a horse. <laughs> well, yes. Technically, you're still child-free. <laughs> yeah, they're my You baby. can be a fur mama, but you're still child-free. Um, yeah. So let's talk about how that decision came about in your life. How did you make that decision? Which decision? Having pets? No, to, or? No, <laughs> to be child-free. To not have children. Oh, okay. That was a tough one. You know, I was raised Catholic in a big family in Southern Illinois. So I just grew up assuming I would have kids. And um, in my first marriage, which wasn't going so well, I was reading books, you know, to have or have not, you know, because I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And um, as the marriage got more challenging, I realized that's not a good time to have kids. And I also, I, I, I had such guilt about this, Isabel, I really struggled with it. I didn't want my life to change that much. And I knew that kids would change it forever. 
Um, I even talked with my mom about it and bless her heart. She was like, honey, you have such a full life. People have kids for the wrong reasons. So it needs to be right for you. Don't feel society pressure about having kids. What a fabulous mom I had, right? Wow, yeah. This is a Catholic mom who had seven kids. And especially Uh, being raised in such a traditional society. Wow. So, um, yeah, I just decided. And I also, interesting, you know, how you put it out there and the universe responds. So I had two, my boss at the time, and then another sort of person older than me who had kids said something I just couldn't believe they admitted. And they said, I love my kids. I would never trade them. I would be devastated if something happened to them. But if I had it to do over, I wouldn't have kids. And that really hit me. And then once I got my hand analysis, which was far beyond childbearing age, but once I got my hand analysis, it explained why I didn't want kids. It reinforced my feelings, even though I hadn't articulated it that way. There are different gazillions of markings in the hands, right? But I have every single one that reinforces my need for freedom. And I'm like, oh, no wonder I decided not to have kids. And when you made this decision, you were married? Yeah, kind of phasing out of that. But yeah, and he did want kids and actually had kids his, his next marriage. Yeah, because I was going to ask that. I, I know that's the reason I have never been married, but I know that, you know, that I want to have kids, don't want to have kids uh, yeah. dilemma can be a, a reason one. to, yeah. you know, for divorce. So I was wondering if that was your case. That, no, that didn't impact. I don't think so. We were already a mess. <laughs> no, I don't believe that was, no. So and it, just, it could, certainly. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I've seen it happen. Um, I try to be as straightforward as possible from early on. Mm -hmm. But I was talking to someone I met uh, recently, um, and she said to me, she's also child-free, and she said to me that she had been dating this guy, and he was the one who brought up the the kid thing. So he said to her, oh, I'm not sure if I want to have children, like blah, blah, you know, he just put it out there. Yeah. And then she said to him, well, I don't want to have kids. And he broke up with her because of that. He said, you know, we have, we, we want different things or whatever, but we were talking about that, like double standard, right? Like how men are allowed by society to say, I don't know if I want to have kids or whatever, but when a woman expresses it freely, it's a whole different ball game. Yep. Um, so I think being straightforward from the get-go, because I wouldn't want to be married to someone like, I know that I don't want to have children. I have like, yep. that's, I know that. And being in a marriage with someone who wants to have children, that it would be set for failure from the get-go. Right. No, I admire you for being, you have to be authentic, Isabel, not just you, everybody, the world would be a much different place. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, it's, gosh. That's all in the hands too, but we have to be authentic or it'll come, turn around and kick us in the butt some way. Now, you know, that's a word I hear a lot, authenticity. And yep. I like it. And I was posting about it the other day because I, I feel that that word reclaims so much of what a human being should be. And it, mm-hmm. it gets like, it gets said, I've been hearing it a lot, but especially from child-free women. 
So it's, it's always about honoring yourself, whatever it is that you want yeah. to do in your life, just honor what yeah. it is that you want for yourself instead of listening to the people around you, you know, the pressure from your peers or society mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So I think, I think that's a very powerful word for sure. It's a very powerful word. And I mean, yeah, it's some people have really challenged or very challenged to figure out what their authenticity is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I debated when I put the purple in my hair. I love it, by is, the way. I was, I was going to say I love that purple streak on thank your hair. Thank you. Beautiful. And it's been there almost two years. And I'm like, oh, but if I try to get in business in companies and corporations, you know, they won't like it. And I'm like, you know what? I want the damn purple in my hair. <laughs> so I'm putting it in there. It's just this swatch. Yeah. But I'm now I'm known for the purple in my hair. And my purple glasses, right? So, um, you know, but here's, here's one of the things that I say and one of my teachers says, the easiest and most joyful way through life is by living your design in your hands. In other words, living authentically, because this hand analysis tells you pretty much everything about who you are and why you're here. You follow that blueprint makes life a lot easier. Doesn't mean you're not going to have challenges but it helps you navigate them. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, you know, Jane, you also mentioned something when we were talking about your decision to become child-free and, you know, growing up in, in a Catholic family. You, you mentioned you felt guilty. Yeah, I did feel guilty for not having kids. I mean, women are supposed to have babies. We're supposed to, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Keep the species going, uh, procreate. And um, I felt guilty. I did. I felt like a jerk. I felt selfish. That's even a more pinpointed word. I felt selfish. But I, I have never regretted it, Isabel. I'm so glad that I made that decision. You know, all my siblings have kids. Um, so I've lost count of, well, I think I have 16 nieces and nephews, and I've lost count of grand nieces and wow. nephews. So, and I'm the only one that lives in Denver. So I don't get to see them very much at all, but I really like my freedom. Yeah, that's the most yeah. And I'm good with kids. I'm really good with kids. Yeah. Um, but I can give them back. It's like, there. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, being child-free doesn't necessarily mean that you don't like kids. I like right. kids too. I just don't but people like... think that. Yeah, no, that's a given. People think that, yeah. That's a given. Like People think yeah. we hate kids and people say... Selfish is the word we get called the most as well, because we're selfish because we don't want to have children, which is right. absolutely mind-blowing to me because it's such a personal decision. What does it have to do with you or yeah. anybody else But I don't want to have kids? You know? Well, and think about how many people have kids who shouldn't, right? A lot. I can't tell you the number of times I've been told, oh, you would have been such a good mom. Like, oh, well, yeah. that's why I have pets <laughs> and my friends. I answer. nurture my friends, right? So, yeah, yeah, no, that's why I take out my mother and my clients. Oh my God, I'm so I get attached to my clients. They don't but know it. But. You just mentioned something really important, though, and it's that you don't have to be a mother to nurture another human being, another human what? being, or another living being, whether it's a plant or an animal or whatever. You don't yeah. have to be a mom to do that. No, I cook and I bake and I give it away. Well, not all of it, but um, no, I just, I mean, I, yeah, 
Very good point. I'm very nurturing. That's in my hands too. Awesome. So what's next for Jane in this uh, life discovery of yours? Taking this work to the corporate world. I think it's very needed. It's like Myers-Briggs on steroids because none of those assessments identify your purpose. Um, And I can take, like if I do a hand analysis for members of a cohesive team, there's a numerical system involved. I can put a matrix together and then flush out the overall purpose for the team. And there's a lot of buy-in because it comes from their hands. And I can also flush out the major gifts, blind spots, and help the leader bring in projects that will help increase uh, retention and engagement and maybe put people in different positions, again, to impact productivity and retention and engagement, help reduce attrition, help the leader themselves learn about what's in their hands and how to be better leaders and managers. So there's um, many, many corporate benefits to this. Um, in addition to the individual ones, it's, it's life changing really is. Yeah. That so that's my like, big thing for next year is taking great. it to corporate. That's great. Yeah. I think it's very needed as well. I mean, uh, you hear corporate, like corporations in general, uh, hiring more coaches, uh, business coaches mm-hmm. to help yeah. their teams, um, find, you know, the, the best roadmap to achieve the objectives of the company, but also they help each person individually if they need to. And I think that's absolutely awesome that it's actually growing because corporate used to be so rigid and so flexible and so, you know, logical and you just do whatever it needs to get. I mean, whatever you tell them to do, you have to do it because it needs to get done. Uh, it's not like that anymore. And especially now with, I hear a lot of people in corporate say, oh, millennials are the worst. But this is the kind of thing that I think would help them retain people yeah. uh, that have an interest in what you mentioned, which is the purpose. I mean, the yeah. finding the purpose. And that's what millennials want. I think that's a very general statement that people make. Not you, but that millennials are the worst. They just, they want purpose. They want to love their lives. And I'm like, that's what I need is a company that really wants to honor their employees and help them in a well-rounded way. I'm not an executive coach. I've done it because of all my years in corporate. But um, to get people in alignment with purpose, and I'm also a law of attraction coach, so I love that. That applies. You could use that work as well corporately. And then life coaching, all that combined with my corporate experience and a hand analysis, man, I got a secret sauce that's really rare and rare. I don't know anybody else that's got my combination of secret sauces. So I just got to get through the skepticism in the corporate world that it's palm reading. Yes. That's a challenge. So I need a real progressive thinking, forward thinking leaders who want to do something really unique and cool for their employees. Absolutely. I'm sure you'll find them. I will. I'll stay at it. I do have persistence and determination in my hands as well. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. Well, Jane, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. Oh, man, that was fun. Too bad. I know. know. But before I let you go, you have two minutes to pour your heart out and tell my audience whatever you want to tell them. Well, I just hope I will pour my heart out and say that 
again, the easiest and most joyful way through life is by living your design, by living in alignment with your innate purpose. And the sad thing is most people aren't. You know, they just get stuck like what you were saying because they don't want to work, they want or are afraid to challenge their income or something. Um, and that makes me sad. So I just literally want to encourage people what a different world it would be if more people were in alignment with purpose, um, because more than half are not. And then at the end of life, that's what everybody talks about is the regrets that they have. Um, and I do think so if, if I think I will, if somebody contacts me, are you going to give them my contact information? Then I will give them a discount for a hand analysis because they, they range all across the board in prices. Um, you know, I know somebody who charges three times what I do. Um, my retail is four ninety seven. I will knock that down by a hundred. I'm just pulling this. Um, <laughs> if somebody comes and tells me they came from Isabel's Honest Uproar, love that title, by the way. <laughs> Thank um, you. Podcast because it's really important to me to do that. And nobody's ever asked for a refund. Let me put it that way. <laughs> That's great. All right. So can you give us your, um, just mention where they can find you briefly. I will put everything in the description of this episode. Okay. Guys, so it's easier for you, but. Yes. My um, email is, no, is Jane, J-A-Y-N-E at purposewisdom.com. And that's my website as well, purposewisdom.com. So, and there's a lot of information about hand analysis about me on that website as well. Perfect. Okay, I'm going to leave the details in, in the description, like I mentioned, so you can contact Jane and uh, take uh, advantage of this uh, offer that she's giving my listeners. And well, thanks again for being here. It's been such a pleasure having you. Oh, Isabel, thank you for inviting me. I've really enjoyed it. You're a great interviewer. So it was really fun. Thank you for listening to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the Cape community. We hope you tune in next week for our newest episode. And since we love hanging out with you, please be sure to follow us on social media at The Honest Uproar and visit our website at thehonestuproar.com. If you like what you heard, feel free to share with your fierce, child-free firecracker friends. Until next time, continue fueling your inner fire. <laughs>